Welcome to the Bob Harden Show, bringing you news and commentary to keep you informed and enjoying life on the Paradise Coast. And now, here's your host, Bob Harden. Good morning. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you by the good folks at Johnson's Air Conditioning. Johnson's Air Conditioning is Naples' longest established air conditioning company. I hope you give them a call. The website is johnsonsairconditioning.com. Also brought to you by Life in Naples magazine. Be in the know and stay up to date by reading Life in Naples. The website is lifeinnaples.net. We've got a terrific show for you today, including special guest Kathleen Pasadomo. She is our Florida State Senate President. We'll also visit Boo, 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 Boo Mortensen. Seton Motley is the founder and president of Less Government. And uh, Linda, my wife Linda, will be joining us as well for the final segment. <clears throat> It is April the 11th, and on this day in 1803, in one of the great surprises in di- diplomatic history, French Foreign Minister Charles Maurice de Talleyrand made an offer to sell an all of Louisiana territory to the United States. He wasn't any fool. As the foreign minister to a French emperor, Napoleon Bonaparte, he was one of the most powerful men in the world. Three years earlier, Talleyrand had convinced Napoleon that he could create a new French empire in North America. The French had long had a tenuous claim to the vast area west of the Mississippi known as Louisiana Territory, which had already been occupied by Native Americans for centuries. In 1800, Napoleon secretly signed a treaty with Spain that officially gave France full control of the territory. Then he began to prepare France's mighty army to occupy New Orleans and bolster French dominion. When President Thomas Jefferson learned of Napoleon's plans in 1802, he was understandably alarmed. Jefferson had long hoped that the U.S. would expand westward beyond the uh, Mississippi, but the young American republic was in no position militarily to challenge France for the territory. Jefferson hoped that his minister in France, Robert Livingston, might at least be able to negotiate an agreement whereby Napoleon would give the U.S. control of New Orleans the gateway to the Mississippi River. At first, the situation looked bleak because Livingston's initial attempts at reaching a diplomatic agreement failed. In early 1803, Jefferson sent his young Virginia friend, James Monroe, to Paris to assist Livingston. Fortunately for the U.S., by the time Napoleon's situation in Europe had changed for the worse, War between France and Great Britain was imminent, and Napoleon could no longer spare the military resources necessary to secure our control of the Louisiana Territory. Realizing that the powerful British Navy would probably take the territory by force, Napoleon reasoned it would be better to sell Louisiana to the Americans than to have it fall into the hands of the enemy. After months of having fruitlessly negotiated over the fate of New Orleans, Livingston met again with Talleyrand on this day in 1803. To Livingston's immense surprise, this time the cagey French minister coolly asked, what would you give for the whole, or in other words, all of Louisiana territory? Quickly recognizing this was an offer of potentially immense significance for the United States, Livingston and Moreau began to discuss France's proposal cost for the territory. Several weeks later, on April 30, 1803, the American emissaries signed an agreement with France for the purchase of the vast territory for, get this, $11,250,000. Unbelievable. A little more than two weeks later, Great Britain declared war on France. With the sale of Louisiana territory, Napoleon abandoned his dreams of a North American empire, but he also achieved a goal that he thought was more important. The sale of the Louisiana assures forever the power of the United States, Napoleon later wrote, and I have given England a rival who sooner or later will humble humble her pride, meaning the United States. So in other words, if uh, France couldn't build an empire in the United States. They didn't want England to do it and wanted to make sure that the United States would be refortified by the purchase of Louisiana Territory. Can you imagine all the way uh, to Oregon, to California, to uh, Washington, all the territory from uh, across through the back to the Mississippi for $11,250,000? Amazing. Well, New College of Florida's Director of Applied Data Science resigned and released a letter online that said he would burn the college's building to the ground following Governor Ron DeSantis' board appointments. However, the former director said in a soft spot in his heart for the remaining students and faculty he had prevented it. I was hired at New College of Florida, my alma mater, immediately before Governor DeSantis replaced the trustees and president in an effort to make it the Hillsdale of the South. I just gave notice. Uh, Hillegas uh, said in the letter to the new College of Florida Interim President Richard Corcoran 
The public college is located in Sarasota, where DeSantis appointees recently made sweeping changes. These include abolishing the institution's equity ideology for a merit-based approach and ousting former President Dr. Patricia Ocker for newly appointed Corcoran. If, if I were more patriotic, I would burn the college's buildings to the ground. However, the soft spot in my heart for the students and faculty who remain prevents this, Hillegas said. Hillegas later tweeted that he would never burn a building down, nor should anyone else. This was just a ploetic flourish, he said. That sounded cool until it showed up in the Sarasota Herald Tribune. I'm sure you was shocked. According to the school's director, Hillegas is listed as an interim director of applied data science. DeSantis' board of trustees appointees Christopher Rufo tweeted the professor is proving the point about ideological capture. He thinks it's perfectly reasonable to compare DeSantis to the Nazis and talk tough about burning the college buildings to the ground. Thank you for your resignation, he said, and don't let the door hit you in the butt on the way out. <laughs> so, uh, that, But I think this underscores the importance of the uh, cultural tr- uh, transition that is occurring at a new college and should be occurring in institutions of higher learning across the United States. Uh, we have this insidious uh, anti-American feeling and, and thoughts uh, among students and faculty, and all that must change. It would be very refreshing to actually have this dream come true, which would be New College becoming the Hillsdale of the South. <clears throat> Led by Republican Governor Ron DeSantis, Florida state legislature is considering immigration measures to crack down on undocumented migrants that reportedly are uh, the toughest in any state in more than a decade. The bills are part of what DeSantis describes as a response to President Joe Biden's open borders agenda that have led an uncontrolled flow of migrants across the United States from Mexico. Uh, according to the Times, that's is the New York Times, the Florida bill, would expose people to felony charges for sheltering, hiring, and transporting undocumented immigrants, require hospitals to ask patients their immigration status and report it to the state, invalidate out-of-state driver's license issued to undocumented immigrants, and direct the Florida Department of Law Enforcement to provide assistance to federal authorities in enforcing the nation's immigration laws. Just uh, one decision after another. I just really think Ron DeSantis is making great decisions for the free state of Florida and for all of its citizens. Uh, Thank you, Governor. Well, President uh, Joe Biden on Monday signed a Republican-led bill to terminate the coronavirus, a national emergency that uh, former President Donald Trump first enacted in March 2020. Biden's White House was planning to wind down the national emergency next month on May the 11th. However, House Republicans put forth bills to end the national emergency before May. The GOP-led bill introduced uh, by Arizona Paul, uh, Representative Paul Gosar passed the House in February. Despite nearly 200 rep- uh, House Democrats voting against the bill, it received bipartisan support in the Senate, which approved it 68 to 23. So thus ends the 15 days to slow the spread, three years later. Unbelievable. Well, Texas Governor Greg Abbott said Saturday that he intends to seek a pardon for an Army sergeant recently convicted of murder for shooting a Black Lives Matter protester during an anti-police demonstration in 2020. Uh, working as swiftly as Texas law allows regarding the pardon of Sergeant Perry, the Texas Republican tweeted Saturday along with a statement of how his office will go about the pardon. Abbott said his tweet that the pardons in Texas must be recommended by the Board of Pardons and Paroles, so he's requested that, and uh, I'm quite certain that they'll vote to approve it, and thus leading. And what happened here is, if, if you're not familiar with the story, apparently uh, this Sergeant Perry uh, was... Uh, uh, reacting to an attack by this uh, guy that, from Black Lives Matter, the protester, who sh- tried to shoot him, and he simply responded by a shot himself and killed the guy, uh, which, quite frankly, how could that possibly lead to a conviction or a, a, a charge and a conviction of murder? It's unbelievable. <clears throat> the justice system, again, it has its own problems. Well, officials with uh, Louisville Metropolitan Police Department in Kentucky confirmed Monday that five people died following report of an aggressive, active aggressor near a bank. The police chief identified the shooter as Connor Sturgeon, who was one of the five deceased. The Louisville deputy chief told re- reporters that five, four died and eight were injured, including one officer with various injuries. Officials later said that five people died, nine people, including two of- officers, 
were treated for injuries after the shooting. University of Louisville Hospital spokesperson said one of the officers was in critical condition. At least three patients have been discharged, which is a good thing. Apparently this guy on Facebook had put down a lot of anti-Trump rhetoric. He was a former employee, and he demonstrated, uh, I guess, mental instability in the past. So, uh, But it's so sad that uh, I'm not exactly sure why this is happening. But I think human behavior is contagious. And when you see one shooting, it could lead to another. Very sad. <clears throat> President Joe Biden's uh, told Today, uh, show co-host Al Roker, on Monday that he plans to run for a second term. I'm planning on running, Al, but we're just not prepared to announce it yet, which he just <laughs> he just announced. He said part of an Easter egg roll. Biden's remarks come as uh, uh, top White House advisors are preparing to make final decisions on launching his re-election campaign. Several sources familiar with the discussions told NBC News. Several considerations in the decision-making process include no major Democrat challenger has emerged that former President Donald Trump, who is running for GOP nomination, has been indicted and is consuming the political spotlight and that there's a major clash coming with congressional Republicans overspending. That's all very true. Although I would suggest that Robert Kennedy Jr. is a formidable, uh, a formidable op- opponent in the uh, Democrat Party. So uh, although the, the press is trying to trash him as an anti-vaxxer, Well, U.S. bank lending dropped by nearly $105 billion during the last two weeks of March, the largest on record, indicating that financial institutions are tightening credit uh, and following uh, multiple high-profile bank collapses. Commercial bank lending plummeted nearly $105 billion in two weeks before March 29th, and with a $45 billion decrease in the last week alone, according to the Federal Reserve. The decrease in the last week of March was largely because the small banks dropped their loans. Banks overall have given out fewer real estate, commercial, or industrial loans. The report also found that commercial bank deposits decreased for the 10th straight week as deposits dropped $64.7 billion during the last week of March. Uh, So this uh, demonstrates, I think, a lack of support for banks. People are very concerned about where to keep their money. And uh, the lack of... uh, Money for loans is also going to be a problem for uh, small businesses. Banks are lending less money after the collapse of Silicon Valley Bank and Signature Bank earlier this month. That's a big problem. Well, uh, the Swiss authorities have stopped recommending COVID-19 vaccination, including for people who are designated as high risk for COVID-19. Switzerland's Federal Office of Public Health now says that no COVID-19 vaccination is recommended for spring or summer 2023. People designated high risk were also not recommended to get a COVID vaccine, authorities said. So congratulations to the Swiss for wising up. Let's hope that the United States does the same. Uh, The stuff, the cost benefit of uh, this vaccine, I think, is way out of proportion. And it's, uh, in my opinion, not safe. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a scientist. But from what I read, that's certainly the case. This segment of the show brought to you by the good folks at Johnson's Air Conditioning, Naples' longest established air conditioning company. I hope you visit the website, johnsonsairconditioning.com. Also brought to you by Life in Naples magazine. Be in the know and stay up to date by reading Life in Naples. The website is lifeinnaples.net. Coming up, Kathleen Pasadomo, our state senate president. That and more right here in the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harden Show here on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. I'm Bob Harden, the host of the Bob Harden Show. One of my favorites for breakfast or lunch is Lulabee's Diner, providing great service, fabulous food, and a rockin' good time. Lulabee's Diner is a throwback to the 60s, complete with great music and a fabulous 60s decor. What I like best is a blend of great food, great value, and terrific service. Most of the friendly waitstaff has been part of Lulabee's for years. I enjoy the great choices for breakfast and lunch, and you'll find the menu has everything and anything to satisfy your taste. 
Lulabee's offers catering, party platters, lunch boxes, and more. Lulabee's Diner will quickly become one of your favorites for breakfast or lunch. No reservations are needed. Check out the website at lulabees.com and stop by Lulabee's Diner, open from 8 a.m. until 2 p.m. seven days a week. Lulabee's Diner in the Green Tree Shopping Center at the corner of Immokalee and Airport Pulling Roads. Stop by Lulabee's Diner for fabulous food and for a forever cool rockin' good time. Collier County Sheriff Kevin Rambaugh says the number one reason the elderly become victims is isolation. The Collier Senior Center goes a long way in keeping seniors connected with the community and with each other. The Collier Senior Center, located at 4898 Coronado Parkway in Golden Gate, provides comprehensive information regarding services and resources that affect the quality of life of older adults and their caregivers in Collier County, empowering them to maintain independent and meaningful lives. Here's Esther Lully, director of Collier Senior Center. Everyone, every senior is welcome. There's diversity there. It's vibrant. It's a caring atmosphere. So there's a reason we offer the services and programs that we do. We want to help enrich the lives of senior members and provide support to their caregivers. Want to find out more? Visit CollierSeniorCenter.org. That's CollierSeniorCenter.org. Or call the Collier Senior Center at 239-252-4541. That's 252-4541. Welcome back to the Bob Harton Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harton. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by internationalhealthplans.com. If you're planning on traveling abroad, most health insurance uh, plans here in the United States don't cover international travel. And you want to travel with confidence and know that you'll be taken care of if you get sick or hurt. And for very little money, you can uh, make sure that happens. Just visit internationalhealthplans.com. Coming up, we have, uh, we'll be visiting with Boo Mortensen. Right now, we have with us our State Senate President, Kathleen Pasadomo. Kathleen, thank you so much for joining us. Good morning. Good morning, Kathleen. Uh, I guess we're at the halfway point for the uh, legislative session. I thought it might be interesting for our listeners to reflect on the accomplishments in the first half and what you hope to accomplish in the second. Well, yeah, we had a, <laughs> it was a whirlwind uh, first half of session. We have, Actually, 22 days left of the uh, of the session, so we were able to. I mean, just the legis. First of all, we, we we had we passed our Senate budget. The House passed their budget. We're about a billion dollars apart, but but that's not that untypical. Uh, we're going to be uh, ready to go into conference in the next two weeks um, to iron iron out the differences once we've uh, uh, done the allocations of dollars to the different silos. So that was. That was good. And then at the same time, we were, I mean, we passed um, the tort reform, as you know, earlier in the session. We are now pursuing an insurance accountability uh, reform. Uh, you know, we even though we, um, we, we're we reining in the trial lawyers who are filing all the bogus lawsuits, we're also going to rein in the insurance companies who also um, are denying claims and, and the like. So that's that's happening. Um, we, the Senate passed a bill to prohibit gender affirming care the, the, for minors. We're prohibiting um, uh, the transgender uh, surgery yeah. for uh, for minors, which you know I think is an important thing. I mean, I, what people do once they become an adult is one thing, but for for children, it's something else. Right. Uh, we passed the Heartbeat Protection Act um, last week. Um, let's see, we've got. A massive uh, school voucher bill passed, um, and uh, on and on and on. I mean, I can't. you know, I understand. It's just, it's just amazing to me that you've been able to accomplish so much. And there's nothing that you've mentioned in my mind that's controversial. So it's all very positive. I think for the citizens of uh, Florida. Yeah. I, right. I read this morning that uh, the governor is encouraging the legislature to pass a uh, get tough on illegal immigration bill. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, we have um, a we have a, a an immigration process, but it it's not uh, robust, and, and obviously, it's something that we need to look into. That you know, as people are crossing our borders illegally, so we're we're looking at the e verify process, and and that's something that we'll, we'll probably roll out in the next couple of weeks. 
Um, you know, and, and, you know, most of the big companies in Florida do the E-Verify system. And the question is, what, what are the small companies doing? Are they equipped to, to do that? So we're looking into that right now. Sounds good. So what are the, uh, what are the other things that you'd like to see it accomplished and achieved by the end of the session? Well, <clears throat> you know, we've got the, the number one priority is uh, passing the balance budget and mm -hmm. reconciling with the House. So we're going to spend a good part of the rest of the session doing that. I, I think that's going to be... Um, it's not going to be uh, uh, confrontational. I think we're going to be able to do it well. I, <clears throat> excuse me. I work very well with uh, Speaker Renner, and uh, I think we're going to we're going to come to a good conclusion that the governor will not be vetoing too many items. So that's good. Um, you know, we have uh, member bills, uh, some of the smaller bills that need to get through the process. We're working on those. You know, the things that don't that don't necessarily. Uh, uh, make the news, but they're good, positive family issues or uh, kids' issues, um, you know, vulnerable adults and some uh, criminal justice reforms, you know, small things like that. Uh, we also um, are, are making changes to the death penalty law, and, and which is also, um, that's not a small change, that's a big deal. So there's a lot to do. Yeah. So uh, you're reminding me, though, that the governor does have lime item veto power, uh, over the budget, uh, right? And uh, what's the magnitude of that? Do you think that'll be he'll be using that veto uh, in this uh, budget? I don't think so, because um, you know we we incorporated much of uh, his budget item requests mm -hmm. in our budget, and uh, and I think we're about uh, in line with with his numbers. Uh, you know, obviously he'll take a look at it, and if he sees something that he feels is not a statewide significance or um, a boondoggle or something like that. And, and I think Florida Tax Watch usually weighs in, and I think he, he uh, keeps an eye on what their uh, opinions are. So um, yeah, we'll see. But most of what we've done, like, for example, one of the biggest parts of, of, of uh, the budget that's important to Southwest Florida is our um, resiliency um, issues. We, we're putting about $3 billion into... Um, hurricane recovery, which is really important for Southwest Florida. I can't see him vetoing any of that, those kind of things. Um, we're putting $2 billion into infrastructure, roads, et cetera, that was in his budget. He actually wanted four, and we're going to do two and two, two this year, two next year. So I think we're in line with where, where he's going. I also saw that the uh, you're providing <clears throat> interest-free loan to Fort Myers Beach for, uh, in other words, to to borrow the money in order to get a quick start right. on, on a rebuilding. I think that's a terrific idea. Yeah, and making it a loan because you know they're not getting the ad valorem dollars in. Uh, a lot of people are waiting or, or delaying their payments, so they're they're not really getting uh, enough to actually. Get, have make their operations right so a loan works and it's a two-year repayment <clears throat> i know they're going to ask for loan forgiveness but that, uh, i won't be present in then so somebody, <laughs> else, figure that. <laughs> somebody else figure that yeah, out absolutely <laughs> kathleen you've done your work so kathleen pasadena <laughs> again our state uh, senate president i just genuinely appreciate your commentary here on the show thank you so much for joining us Thank you, and have a great day. You as well. Thank you, Kathleen. All right, coming up, we're going to visit with Boo Mortensen. We'll find out what's new with Boo, that and more right here on the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harden Show here on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Do you have questions about your retirement? Ameriprise Private Wealth Advisor Jason Nardella with Nardella Financial Group, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, can help. With the exclusive Confident Retirement Approach, you'll work together to develop a retirement roadmap to get you where you want to go. Call Nardella Financial Group today at 239-325-1041. That's 239-325-1041. Offices located at 9015 Stratistel Court, Suite 103, Naples, Florida. The Confident Retirement Approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, a registered investment advisor.
Finish what you started with a Hodges University wheel. You can complete your bachelor's degree in as little as one year with your previously earned credits. What's the wheel? It's a customized bachelor's degree in organizational management. Learn about and apply the business, management, and leadership skills you need to advance your career. You can get unmatched educational experience with classes held once a week on campus in Fort Myers, in Port Charlotte, or Naples. You'll be immersed in classes taught by professors with real-world experience in the areas of business, management, and leadership. This degree can be applied to all areas of professional career. Learn more by calling 239-938-7700. That's 239-938-7700. Or visit Hodges.edu. Stay near and go far with Hodges University. Welcome back to the Bob Harton Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harton. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. Uh, it's brought to you in part by Gulf Shore Playhouse, changing lives through exceptional theater experiences. And uh, right now, uh, Barefoot in the Park, uh, Neil Simon's great play, it's so funny, is playing right now through the 16th. You can get tickets by visiting the website, <laughs> gulfshoreplayhouse.org. We have with us uh, Boo Mortensen, former radio show host in Madison, Wisconsin, and now a real <clears throat> great guest on this show. Uh, Boo, thank you so much for joining us here on the show. Well, it's my pleasure, Bob. And, uh, you know, we all like to think of ourselves as being optimistic. Mm-hmm. But it seems like now are incorrigible pessimists. Hmm. So we are starting to think that things are worse than they really are, and the question you have to ask is, how bad is it? Yeah. So, of course, there's been tests. There's always tests and studies and scientific journals. So they asked, They did it two parts. They uh, ob- objectively assessed 24 different trends to, things that, to see if things were going up or down, and they noticed that... Uh, the average wages, incarceration rates, life expectancy, how many teenagers had kids, how many old people had their own teeth. That's an interesting assessment. (laughs) But anyway, there are 24 different areas, and they found that actually conditions had measurably improved. So we, so then they looked, so then they did, they checked the trends, then they got, and they asked them the specific question. Were things the same or better or worse, bigger, small degrees than in the past? Overwhelmingly, people were pessimistic. Yeah. They're saying everything is a mess. So, Boo, when you say things are better, what period of time would that cover? In other words, uh, has it been uh, the attitude in the last year, last two years, last five years, decade? Last decade. Last, mm-hmm. last decade, so things are yeah. better in, in the last decade. That's uh, but you know, but then again, I think you know some of our bad attitude might directly have to do with COVID. Yeah, um, and uh, and how much you watch TV, how much you watch the news, uh-huh. I think has something to do with it. Well, Boo, I would suggest, for example, I think a lot of the concerns that we have and the pessimism is driven by. Uh, anticipation of what we see the uh, the plan, the game plan might be for, in my example, for this administration. Uh, just this morning, I read that <clears throat> uh, Ron DeSantis is uh, tr- is uh, working to convince this administration not to have digital currency. And uh, digital currency, of course, is, is a great concern because this is, leads to what the ch- communist Chinese have in terms of a, a social scale and uh, the amount of freedom that person can have based on whether they cooperate with the government or not. So, uh, you know, to me, now, it hasn't happened yet. It's not going to happen uh, immediately. But I say to myself, that makes me pessimistic. Are we trending? Yeah, exactly. So what are the trends here? And I think that may lead to a lot of uh, pessimism on the part of Americans. Well, you know, it's what comes first, the uh, cart or the horse. And, you know, believing that things can change is really a prerequisite. for. So you have to believe that we can make change. Yeah. And instead, we're all pessimistic about what's going on, where things are going. I know I feel that way. I feel like I'm pessimistic. Do you? To tell you the truth, I'm not crazy about 
any anybody in politics, yeah, other than Ron DeSantis, but the rest of them can are not uh, <laughs> starting any uh, inspiring any confidence. Yeah, and then I think we have the looming impact of both China and uh, Russia, yes. and I I think that the world is a scary place. Very and scary I never right used now. to think that way. And, you know, we used to be so proud to be Americans. We all seem to be muddling around now. Well, I think that's part of the narrative of this particular party, and it's being supported by the mainstream media, that basically uh, we're not perfect. I mean, the white people are bad, uh, you know, the identity politics. We've just got a lot of things swirling around right now that aren't true, but nevertheless are gaining media attention, and I think it's driving some of this pessimism that you're speaking about. Yeah, you know, this shows you how screwed up things are. You know, with this transgender, I mean, in this this whole trans... Boy, I'll tell you, you, you lost me on that one. I am just not feeling the love. I mean, I just don't get all of it. Anyway, so yesterday I'm in a restaurant, and, you know, I'm not paying attention. Yeah. I walk <laughs> into the bathroom, and I see urinals there. Rather than go, oh, my gosh, I walked into the men's room, I thought, oh, my gosh, now they're putting urinals in the woman's bathroom. Yeah. And I was in the men's room. Oh. <laughs> I was actually in the men's room, but everything has gotten so screwed up about where you can use the restroom, where you can. I mean, do you build out a third transgender bathroom? Yeah. I thought that's what it was. It was for transgenders. Well, boo. and actually, I just stupidly walked into the men's room. Well, <laughs> that must have been an alarming experience. Uh, I, I, I wish I could tell you that I'd never done the same thing and walk into the women's <laughs> room, but I've done it, believe me. <laughs> we all have. Yeah. So, you know, you just. So, but, you know, here's the thing uh, there are men and there are women. Some men are confused about their sexuality, so are some women. And uh, you know, they work to do something about it and so forth and deal with it. I get that. But. That doesn't make, uh, there is no such thing as a trans person. You're either a man or a woman trying to do something, you know, uh, you may be trying to affect some sort of a change, but basically they're men and women. Right. Genetic. Well, I'm sorry, I can't, we can't hear you. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, they are, yes, genetically, that's what they, they're the sex that they were born with. Right. And, and uh, there's other things, too. I mean, there's uh, just other confusing types of things that are going on. For example, the whole notion that uh, men, uh, according to Title IX and the president's de recent decision, that uh, all sports, all collegiate sports, in order to get uh, federal money, uh, they're going to have to have uh, trans people play uh, in sports on women's teams, if you can believe that. It's just, and it, see, here's what's confusing to me. Have you, have you heard about a decision made by this administration in the last two years that you say, boy, that sounds really good. I approve of that. That's something I'd like to see. No. Yeah. No, I think, I mean, I think this is all about an agenda that has to do with trying to transform the United States and America into something that it's not. And it's following the, uh, the, the playbook, the socialist playbook of creating a lot of confusion uh, making change that's uh, too hard to assimilate. Uh, you, you go right down the list, and it's right out of the right out of the playbook for the uh, socialists. Yeah, I know that's what's scary. Maybe that has a lot to do with all of our pessimism. Two th things are getting better: wages are going up, uh -huh. and people are living longer. Well, actually, Boo, did you know that the uh, life expectancy in the United States has dropped in the last three years? It, no, no, I thought it did. People generally think that it continues to go up. No, actually. But you're it's saying act it's actually going down? In the last three years, the life expectancy in the United States has gone down. That's, that's pretty appalling. Now, you know, why? That's, that's another question altogether. But here we have the most expensive health care system in the entire world. No question about that. And yet uh, people are not uh, thriving and surviving like they have in the past. And uh, there's got to be a reason for that. I suspect uh, one of the uh, one of the concerns might be the vaccines have harmed uh, some people, but uh, there there's got to be other causes as well. Wow. 
Well, that will be uh, next week's discussion. <laughs> Boo, you know what? I always appreciate your commentary here on the show. Thank you so well, much. Well, and for I talking. say, stick with trends. Stay optimistic. If you're optimistic about your future, sometimes, you know, you, you fake it till you make it. Well, you know what? There's a lot in what you say. Your attitude means everything. And, uh, and the yeah. other thing that I'll say, to, just to follow up on this outstanding conversation, is that uh, if, if you want change, positive change, be the change you want to make. In other words, live the, live the example for others. Exactly. Yep. Boo, I really appreciate your commentary here on the show. Thanks so much for joining us. My pleasure. My pleasure indeed. All right, coming up, we're going to be visiting. By the way, I just want to remind you that Wednesday through Saturday, 4 to 8 p.m., uh, Lulabee's Diner is uh, serving dinner. Now, they serve great breakfast and lunch, but now they're serving dinner. Uh, Linda and I were there Saturday night. It was absolutely fantastic, and I hope you'll give it a try. Great comfort food, but also some great seafood items. I had the grouper last uh, on Saturday night. It was fantastic. Chef Richie, by the way, uh, has been the chef at several re- great restaurants. So, Lubley's Diner in the Green Tree Shopping Center, Saturday, Wednesday through Saturday, 4 to 8 p.m. for dinner. Coming up, we're going to be visiting with Seton Motley, the founder and president of Less Government. That and more right here in the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. <laughs> Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harton Show here on the Bob Harton Broadcasting Network. Finish what you started with a Hodges University wheel. You can complete your bachelor's degree in as little as one year with your previously earned credits. What's the wheel? It's a customized bachelor's degree in organizational management. Learn about and apply the business, management, and leadership skills you need to advance your career. You can get unmatched educational experience with classes held once a week on campus in Fort Myers, in Port Charlotte, or Naples. You'll be immersed in classes taught by professors with real-world experience in the areas of business, management, and leadership. This degree can be applied to all areas of professional career. Learn more by calling 239-938-7700. That's 239-938-7700. Or visit Hodges.edu. Stay near and go far with Hodges University. Do you suffer from joint pain in your shoulders, hips, or knees? I was suffering from debilitating pain in my knees. On a referral, I saw Dr. George Markovich with the Institute for Orthopedic Surgery and Sports Medicine. He successfully treated my symptoms and pain for several months. Finally, having exhausted all alternatives for pain management, Dr. Markovich and I agreed that surgery was my best alternative. Dr. Markovich replaced both of my knees in 2006, and I now have full range of motion in both knees, and I have no pain. I now I'll play golf and exercise free of debilitating pain in my knees. Don't suffer needlessly with joint pain. Call orthopedic surgeon Dr. George Markovich with the Institute for Orthopedic Surgery and Sports Medicine at 482-5399. That's 482-5399. He did a great job for me and he'll help you too. Bob Harden Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harden. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. We're providing you news and commentary rooted in a commitment to individual liberty, personal responsibility, limited government, and the rule of law. Also brought to you by Choice Social, a new refreshing social networking platform. Check out the website, choicesocial.us. We have with us Seton Motley, the founder and president of Less Government. Seton, thank you so much for joining us. Seton, are you there? Seton? Sorry, I was on speaker. I apologize. I'm here. Hello. How are you? (laughs) Good. How are you doing, Seton? So uh, tell us about less government. Yeah, we exist to reduce the size, scope, and sphere of influence of government and... Some people in government used to too. Yeah, I know. Well, it's a, it's a it's a tough road, but look at it this way: the market is expanding. <laughs> so, so hopefully, Seton, uh, you wrote a column for, in Less Government: uh, Big Business Crushing the Little Guy is DC's Reform. I think you got it right. Maybe you can tell us about it. Yeah, there was an interesting um, article 
in, in, a, in a publication called IP Watchdog, and it said there are less, there are now less uh, patent lawsuits, there should be more. And they looked at, despite the fact that the number of patents has increased, the number of lawsuits defending them has decreased. Now, huh. this, going back to, you know, uh, throughout uh, the history of our patent system, the way you defended your patent was you had to sue the guy who was stealing it. And that's just the way, it, that's the, way the system was set up. Uh, the government, even though, the, you know, I would think that the government should weigh in, you know, on the patent holder side since the government issues the patent in defense of the patent. Uh-huh. You know, because they ha- they have a unspoken stake in this because they're the ones that issued the patent. Right. Well, in 2011, we turned the entire system on its head with a stupid law called the American Vents Act. And not only do does the patent office not weigh in in defense of the patent holder and the patent they themselves issued, we turned the patent office into an entity that not only issues patents, but then just subsequently destroys them. And revokes them and undermines them huh. with this thing called the PTAB, the Patent Trial and Appeal Board. And it's already been ruled unconstitutional by the Supreme Court because it is unconstitutional. It's a courtroom in the executive branch. Well, that's a violation of the three branches of government. Right. You're having a judicial ju- judiciary in the executive. That's unconstitutional. And, of course, the Supreme Court got their, you know, dipped their toe in the water and said, yes, this is unconstitutional, but they didn't abolish it. They said, just have the patent office, the patent uh, ch- uh, office uh, chairman uh, review the decisions. Well, that's just adding another level of unconstitutionality. That's right. not fixing the problem. So now you've got an entity that doesn't defend its patents. You've got an entity that issues patents and then pulls the rug out from under you that they themselves, whoa, they made the rug, and then they come back and go, hey, we were just kidding. That patent's no good. Um, and that, of course, is a terrible system. Um, they created the patent board in, allegedly to, you know, to minimize lawsuits. Again, if you're against patent lawsuits, you're against defending patents. That's the way you defend them. Ah. So what the patent board, what is happening at the patent board is big, giant companies especially big tech companies like Google and Facebook, just file hundreds and hundreds. You know, they'll, they'll, they'll file one challenge to a patent that they want to steal, and then they'll reword it and file it again, and then they'll reword it and file it again, and they'll reword it and file it again, over and over and over again. And it costs about two hundred grand per challenge to defend your patent in the patent board. And, of course, Google's worth $2 trillion dollars. And the guy they're stealing the patent from is worth $2. Yeah. So he's got no money to defend himself, and they just overwhelm him with patent board um, uh, challenges. And he just has to basically give up his patent. And just, 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 it's like owning land and then saying, you know, having so many people challenging your ownership of the land, you just have to go, okay, well, I, I give up the land. I, you know, so, they so- give up the patent. And. This is happening all over the place, and yes, the lawsuits are down because they're being ripped. You know, the patents are being ripped off of the appeal board, yeah. rather than the, uh, the the courtroom, and that's considered reform by DC. Yeah. So, so what's the solution, Seton? Should you uh, simply have patent uh, trial uh, or patent courts? Uh, well, there, there were. I mean, that's. I mean, because you know, a lot of these things are very. Uh, specific and fact-based in a way that the average judge can't handle. There were court, there were venues around the country yeah. that that handled most or all of the patent challenges because they, you know, you needed a judge with some experience and some some technical uh, know-how in the area, and that had developed in and of itself in the 200 years prior to 2011 when we passed that stupid law. And so that existed, and it was and it was fine, and that's why we were number one in, in global innovation rankings every year. That was part of the system. Yep. Was you you could challenge Pat? You could you, you could you had a genuine shot. And by the way, I hadn't I didn't even mention the pat, the PTAB, the Patent Board judges, are often 
you know, they'll, they'll, they'll be a patent judge on one case and then represent Apple in, an, in the next case <laughs> as a lawyer. Uh, so and, what, and, what was... What so was it's, it's cooked in the book. So what was broken about the thing for the first... Nothing. Yeah. What was broken is if you're a thief, it was hard to steal. Yeah. And because it, the big companies wanted to, wanted to steal... They considered this. They they made up a patent troll boogeyman, which was ridiculous. A patent troll is nothing more than a person defending his proper private property rights. <laughs> I mean, that's what a patent troll is. Um, they 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 somehow demonized the process of someone invents something, gets a patent for it, doesn't want to go into the business of manufacturing whatever they invented, so they sell the patent, right. which is perfectly their right, and then they can take the money and work on their next invention. And then somebody else brings that product to market. There's nothing wrong with that. That's like saying, you know, a, a Hertz is a car troll. Hertz doesn't make the cars they rent to you. No. But they're renting the cars to you. Are they a troll? Are they a problem in the system? Absolutely or are they, not. Uh, uh, are, they, are they a help to the system? So they made up this whole narrative that, that these, people, these people don't invent anything. And they hold these patents. And they want royalties for their patents. Yes, they bought them. And yeah. now they want royalties on them. Hey, you uh, buy stock in a mutual fund, and you, you want your dividends on your mutual fund. That, that's right. Dude. So, that? so, so what's happened to the, the uh, number of patents in the last decade? Uh, are, are patents- well, we've, we've, we have seen patents go up because as, as we become more and more an information economy, yeah. you know, more and more things are going to be invented. The problem is the investment's way down. The the um, it, there's a lag on all this stuff. Yeah, people are seeing that you can't defend your patents, so the money's drying up and going elsewhere. China, we dropped out of the top ten in innovation rankings, where we were number one every every year since the since they started measuring the damn thing. Ironically, I think they started measuring it. Um, I think Bloomberg does it. It's a, it's a global innovation index, and they started they started rating it in 2011, the year the stupid law passed. So we were number one, and we were always number one, and now we dropped out of the top ten. Wow, um, that's a concern. So yes, it's 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 had a it's had a noticeable, and of course China is rocketing up the list because they're they're very smart about it. They watch us attacking patent inventors and saying. Hey, come here. We'll protect you, and yeah. they actually do protect. You know, if you if you stay over there, we'll see your stuff after you invent it. If you come <laughs> here and invent it here, we'll protect you. Uh, Seton Motley again, the founder and president of Less Government. I encourage you to visit lessgovernment.org is the website. You can also follow Less Government on Facebook. Seton, I always appreciate your commentary. That's such an interesting discussion. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you very much, sir. My pleasure, indeed. All right, coming up, we're going to visit with Linda Harden, that and more right here on the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harden Show here on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Do you have questions about your retirement? Ameriprise Private Wealth Advisor Jason Nardella with Nardella Financial Group, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, can help. With the exclusive Confident Retirement Approach, you'll work together to develop a retirement roadmap to get you where you want to go. Call Nardella Financial Group today at 239-325-1041. That's 239-325-1041. Office is located at 9015 Stratistel Court, Suite 103, Naples, Florida. The Confident Retirement Approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Blue Provence Restaurant is a favorite dining destination for many Neapolitans, including Linda and myself. Blue Provence, located in a historic building in the heart of Old Naples at Creighton Cove, offers a mix of French bistro cooking with bold, fresh Floridian flavors. Experience award-winning cuisine at Blue Provence and enjoy one of Florida's most extensive, eclectic, and fun wine cellars. Dining your choice of the popular Eden Bar, the intimate courtyard garden, or the beautiful Provencal Caribbean dining room. Enjoy a wonderful and memorable evening in a casual and relaxed atmosphere 
that includes a taste of Provencal hospitality. Blue Provence is open seven days a week, all year round. Visit BlueProvenceNaples.com for reservations, everyday specials, and coming events. That's BlueProvenceNaples.com or call 261-8239. That's 261-8239. Blue Provence French Restaurant in the heart of Old Naples. Welcome back to the Bob Harton Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harton. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by the Foundation for Government Accountability. They get the politics and know the policy. Well, they also prepare elected officials to create a winning strategy in the legislature. Do a terrific job. I proudly serve on the board, and I hope you'll check out the website, thefga.org. We have with us Linda Harden. She's not only my lovely wife, but also extremely well-informed about what's happening around the globe. Linda, thank you so much for joining us. You're welcome. Um, I need a whole hour. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've, got, a- I've got so much stuff yeah. to talk about. Well, let's start off with uh, Gavin Newsom decided to come to Florida and trying to shame Ron DeSantis. How'd that go? Well, what an idiot. I mean, this, the sad thing is, is that his ego is so overblown that um, uh, he seems to think that his... Um, gooped up hair and his, his uh, uh, what he thinks is handsome demeanor can win over people. He thinks we're stupid. Well, he, I, I, and he I, just, and oh, by the way, we're, t- we're referring to um, a spot that Tucker Carlson did on his show last night, highlighting Gavin Newsom and, and what an egotistical uh, creep he is. His state is, more people have left uh, California than at any other time ever yeah and he's out of going around the country on a democracy tour yeah it is just it it's is a, it's it, a joke it, I, I saw uh DeSantis, he was at new college and trying to shame DeSantis about the changes he's made at new college trying to make it the hillsdale of the south so he's sitting in a circle singing the he's got the kumbaya. whole world is, kumbaya and it, it it is just so sad obviously that it, doesn't sell here in the free state of Florida. Well, let's uh, speaking speaking of of Democrats that um, or people on the left that are so. By the way, did you see another uh, a Democrat? I'm uh, I changed to the Republican Party yeah. in Louisiana. Yeah, so that's pretty cool. That's a third in the last uh, couple of weeks. Yeah, so that's pretty cool. But anyway, um, this Alvin Bragg up in New York, I just about. I was going to uh, sleep in a little bit this morning, and, and I turned on the TV just to see what the news of the day was. Alvin Bragg is responding to Jim Jordan coming up to New York to look into um, what he's up to yeah. as far as Trump. And Alvin Bragg says, Jim Jordan is coming to the safest big city in America yeah. for a political stunt. He is he with that statement, he has now become the laughing stock of the entire country. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. I mean everybody knows that New York has its own problems, primarily because of Bragg and the What, you mean people pushing other people into the into the subway and, track of a subway? Just the beginning. I mean the crime rate is up just dramatically in the state of New York. But anyhow, what I like about Jim Jordan going there is he's not only it's not only about Trump, but it's also about investigating the behavior of these Soros created DAs that are not enforcing the law. I'm just really hoping that he digs deeply into this whole issue, perhaps can un- uncover and uh, dis- and uh, de- demonstrate what's going on with these DAs. Well, so um, while, while Gavin Newsom is complaining about uh, Ron DeSantis, who was the one governor who actually fired a Soros-backed DA? And that was Ron DeSantis. Right. And and so um, some of and and the one in in uh, Missouri is getting held her feet to the fire. Right. I mean they're they're being um, called out big time. Right. So so these people are being exposed. But I, I'm just going to circle back and and talk about a book that I'm I've read before and I'm reading again, which is which is just like screaming out to me because let's just let's just. Um, Go back to the election of 2016 for just a second. They never thought that Hillary Clinton would lose. Mm-hmm. They never thought Hillary Clinton would lose. They had all this, the 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 New World Order, all of this was streamlined to take effect uh, with all of this. And Donald Trump upset the apple cart for everyone. The elites 
had all their candidates in line for when they they were promised that um, none of their nefarious activities would be exposed as long as they followed the rules of the elites and did what they said. And and now it's taking longer than expected. But because Donald Trump won and he was not beholden to anyone, mm-hmm. he upset the apple cart. And, and now, just wrap your mind around, he hasn't been in office for over two years and they are still trying to get rid of him. It proves that they are definitely afraid of this man who is who cannot be bought by anyone. Right, and he is he is going to put a uh, figuratively speaking uh, TNT on all their plans. No, that's exactly right. And uh, I mean, he, to, to the underscore the very important point you made, he can't be bought. He, he can't doesn't, be bought. Doesn't take money from the drug companies. Doesn't take money from the special interests. So the consequence of that is all these special interests. Don't want him in office because oh, holy, where are we going to get our influence if we can't uh, buy the president or buy the buy the support that we need? So uh, Alvin Bragg, back to that point, uh, right now is doing every. This is going to be very interesting because now the uh, the worm has turned. The shoe is on the other foot. So so I told you I needed an hour, but I'm going to try and cram this all in really quick. Uh-huh. So now so by the way, did, before you did you mention the name of the book that you're reading that is so fascinating? The Great Awakening. The Great Awakening. It's a, it's a two part um a two book series. One is called The Calm Before the Storm. Yeah. The other is The Great Awakening, both by Dave Hayes. Amazon won't carry it. You can get it at Barnes and Noble. They're two paperbacks. And and I'm on my third reading, and and more and more things are coming to life. What's going on right now? It's absolutely fascinating. Great. Um, but anyway, I forgot my my Your my. Train of thought. I'm my, sorry. I I did. <laughs> I forgot my train of thought. But but um, you can count you you can count the people on one hand on on Capitol Hill, um, that aren't bought and paid for, yeah. and it just goes back to. Um, uh, Vivek uh, Ravaswamy, who's running for president, they won't even acknowledge that he's there. And he'll never win because he, he doesn't have the name recognition, whatever. But one of the things that he brought up, and Ron DeSantis promised this too, is that um, he was going to expose all the people um, on Capitol Hill whose taxpayer money has been used to pay their attorneys off for, for nefarious activities right. in order that they stay in line. Um, it, it's absolutely fascinating now to see justice. Oh, I know what I, my train of thought returned. Guess what? The, remember the, the Afghanistan um, uh, pullout that, that yeah. John Kirby, uh, the report on the Afghan, Afghanistan pullout, that he provided a 10-page only report and dropped it on the, the White House press corps last um, Thursday. Thursday, right. And everybody is still talking about it because it was so disingenuous and so it's filled with a bunch of lies. The veterans are just like up in arms about it, the people who served there. And oh, by the way, this guy said, oh, it was a, I didn't see any chaos. Yeah. What, I mean, they think we're stupid. I know. But, but the most important thing I wanted to bring up is that um, now the White House press corps is starting to push back. Yesterday, huh. in the White House briefing, one of the, one of the I don't know who he's with, but he said he's been working through um, since... Um, Clinton and whatever, and he says, never in my time in the White House press corps has a, and I'm paraphrasing, has a president hidden from the press as much as Joe Biden. And and um, uh, Kirby and, and this uh, uh, Kareem Jean-Pierre are saying, oh, well, he takes your shout of questions. They, and they're all shouting, saying, that's not true, that's not true. She didn't know what to do. Yeah. Thank the Lord that the White House press corps Court is finally, finally pushing back, and it's not just Peter Ducey from Fox News. It's people from CBS, ABC, NBC. Well, it, maybe they're coming to their senses, Linda. We're gonna have to leave it there. But uh, told you I needed you're it. You're all fired up I today. <laughs> Lots Linda of Arch, stuff. I really appreciate your commentary. Always interesting. Thank you so much for joining us. You're welcome. Well, that's a wrap here at today's show. I hope you enjoyed it. We've got great guests for tomorrow's show, including Bob Levy, Chairman Emeritus of the Cato Institute. And we'll also visit with Professor Andrew Joppa as well. Always appreciate your comments on the show. You can send me an email at bobharden at hotmail.com. And if you enjoy the show, tell your friends. Uh, that's one of the ways we build the audience and support our advertisers. And we need their support. I hope you make it a great day on the Paradise Coast or wherever you are. Namaste. Namaste.
Thanks so much for listening to the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. For more information and audio files of previous shows, visit www.bobharden.com. <laughs>